I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Good evening. Before we begin, a disclaimer and a warning for tonight's episode. Tonight's broadcast may be unsuitable for children, adults, and living creatures. Listener's discretion is advised. I've been keeping my ear to the streets. The UK run out of ideas. Everybody giving covers of American feet. Live from the In The Room studios, this is the VOC Nation Radio Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're joined on the line right now by AJ Styles, the uh, the former multiple time TNA NWA champion, world champion, uh, currently ranked number one on PWI's 500. Uh, how you doing, AJ? I'm doing good. Good man, we are we are so excited to have you on. Let me tell you. Um, first up, uh, what, what's what's going on with you? You know what 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 you've been up to lately? Uh, nothing but work, man. Honestly, I uh, just wanted to find time to talk with you guys. I know uh, it's taken a couple of weeks, but I'm um, finally getting to sit down and do this with you. Literally, I'm actually outside of our hotel uh, in North Carolina, sitting on a bench uh, outside, enjoying the weather. Well, congratulations on being uh, congratulations, first of all, on being selected number one in the PWI 500. Uh, it's a first ever uh, TNA wrestler, actually. Yeah, first. PWI 500. It's a big. Big deal. I mean, that, that, dude, it's it's huge. I mean, I mean, I remember you know getting the magazine you know ten years ago, going, oh my god, I made four hundred and fifty something. I don't know what it was now, but I was like so excited that I actually got into the magazine. I thought I was somebody. Right. Uh, you know, regardless of what people say, you know, you know, guys in the business, at least, you know, it's still an honor to be you know ranked in a magazine and, and ranked high and to be number one it's, it's unbelievable and uh, it just goes to show you know uh, hard work to stay off right we had well, a lot I was of... telling you before I'm sorry that's okay Ray go ahead we, we often trip over each other so you gotta excuse us so we do uh, you know, being, cool. being in all these different locations um, we were saying before we went on the air how uh, you're basically like TNA's MVP you know you're, you're the guy that they turn to when they need that uh that, that, I guess you'd say a five-star match, you know, against all the top talent. Uh, uh, how, how, do you, how do you feel with uh, the way with the progress you've been making, you know, the last couple you know of years what? specifically? I, I know that uh, it's kind of be like a roller coaster where they do styles with the character, you know, changes and stuff like that, from being a good guy to being a goofy guy to being a you know a good guy back to a a uh, just a straight up bad guy with Ric Flair and stuff like that. But it's just all a part all part of. Um, you know, AJ Styles coming into his own and, and figuring out, you know, mm-hmm. how he best serves his fans, you know, honestly, how they're entertained. And it has a lot to do with who we've accumulated over these past couple months with uh, RVD and Jeff Hardy and stuff like that, you know. But 
I'm a team player, man. Wherever TNA needs me, that's where I'll go. And and my job is simple: is to make sure that uh, you know the fans are entertained. As long as they're entertained, that means that we all have jobs and we all can make some money in this crazy business. Now uh, we we put out um you know a message on the uh, Facebook site for people, fans, to writing questions to ask you. So I think pretty much that's what a bulk of the questions we're going to be asking you are: what fans that you know watch the product actually are wondering and want to get your answer from. And um, I don't know where Brady's going to go with this, but one of the questions that somebody asked, and it, it's going back a ways, it's going back to your days in the FWA, and, uh, you know, what are what are some of your memories of matches back in the FWA, and have you uh, been following it since it reopened? I, I haven't been following it since it reopened, uh, but I remember having some of the, the best times in my career over there, you know, uh, um, just having some great, some great matches with uh you know, uh, Jody Flash and, and and Johnny and even Christopher Daniels over there. Um, uh, I had some great memories, some great matches, and and uh, I've seen some of the biggest houses and some of the craziest fans when I was in FWA. Uh, yeah, yeah. AJ, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Christopher Daniels. Obviously, he's uh, he's one of your better friends in the industry. Um, you know, you guys go back a long way now. How uh? How has it been for you? You know, since he's not not on the road with anymore. It, it, uh, it, it, it was very disturbing at first. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I was very uh, upset and confused. Uh, but um, you know, he seems to be doing really well. You know, the the thing, uh, especially in the Indies and Ring of Honor. You know, people still love Christopher Daniels, and I hope it's uh, you know not, not a long time, or you know, maybe they'll you know. Bring Chris back. Who knows what's going on? I just uh, I see him as one of the best talents in wrestling. I mean, this guy, uh, him and Jerry Lynn are one of my you know my two favorite wrestlers to watch. I've learned so much from these guys, and to see uh, you know Jerry coming back to TNA and uh, hopefully Chris coming back soon. It's just um, it's pretty neat. You, know, you mentioned AJ earlier that uh, obviously uh, Rick Flair came in and then you know immediately the two of you were. What was your reaction when you first found out? Not only was Ric Flair, you know, coming down the TNA, but that it was going to be you who was attached to him, that he was going to mentor you. And I mean, have you spent a lot of time on the outside of the ring as well? Um, I would imagine that some of our listeners would be wondering that as well as me. Uh, not as, uh, I don't think anybody could hang with Ric Flair. So, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, but I'll, He's always in the Double Tree Hotel uh, bar, and I'll go down there. He's, you know, just hanging out, eating eating food, and I'll hang out with him for a little bit. And, and uh, you know, it's really neat to uh, just talk with him and see how uh, he handles stuff. Like, Rick Flair's probably one of the coolest guys I've ever met. I mean, he really is. Um, a real humble guy for, for everything that he's done in this business. He's so humble. It's amazing. Um and when they told me that, hey, we got we want you and Rick together, I'm like, uh, that sounds great. I mean, how can I turn that down? Uh, I was a little conflicted on them wanting to turn me uh, into a heel so quickly. Uh, I thought I was really at the top of my game as a, as a baby face, and not, I thought that it could we could make some more money being a baby face. But you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a team player, man. I'll do whatever they need, and if they need me to big be the big bad guy, I'm more than welcome. You know, do you have a preference? Like playing that you are playing baby face? You know, I don't think I do. I mean, I, I enjoy being a baby face because uh, it, it's fun seeing uh, kids and how they react when they when they get to meet you and stuff like that. But at the same time, when you get in that ring as a heel and just trying to get those people to hate you as much as possible and see them just really wanting to get in the ring and tear your head off, it is priceless. And that's where a guy like Rick probably really helps out a lot. Um, you know, somebody to play off of like that, they can play such a great villain. Um, oh, I, man. Rick, Rick is so talented. He can, he's so talented, uh, Rick Flair is, that he can, he can be in a wheelchair, and you can be entertained by him in a wheelchair. It, it's frustrating. <laughs> you know, this guy's so good at what he does. <laughs> yeah. And, and you talked about the decision to turn you so quick, and some of the, you know, obviously in this business, some of the decisions naturally have to, even though, like you said, most most people are team players and do whatever is asked of them. But sometimes you're thinking of the big picture and, and what you think is best for this, you know, creatively, storyline, that type of thing. When 
when they had you drop the title RVD, and you know after you went into the, into the main event so quickly, was there any question like in your mind what the uh, thinking was behind that, and why all of a sudden it was you know it kind of came out of nowhere? Was it something you weren't real sure why they where they were going with that, or was it just something that you you understood right away? No, I definitely didn't understand it. I, it for the life of me, I couldn't figure it out. You know. Uh, I was very surprised that they'd want to have me lose that title after holding it for so long, and then for someone who hasn't been in wrestling for over a year and came from WWE to win the world title so quickly, you know, and to do it after wrestling a match before that. So the guy should have been tired, and then he goes and beats your world champion, you know, um, and he is supposedly the face of your company. Right. So I was very conflicted on that. I was very, uh, I, I can't tell you, I was like, I have no idea what's going on in here anymore. You know, it was just, it was very, uh, I don't know how to put it in words. Uh, I, think, I, I don't think want to say upset. I was pissed off. That, you know, I don't want to say that, but at the same time, I was very confused. Mm-hmm. On, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm not I'm not the star that I thought I was here at TNA. I, I guess I'm just, uh, just a TNA guy. I think everybody pretty much, you know, viewers and fans, and I think everybody pretty much is in the same boat with that opinion, though, kind of like, okay, well, this is kind of strange. Maybe this is just, you know, the shock value of anything can happen kind of, you know, product. So, you know, it was very confusing, and I think a lot of us felt the same way that you're expressing about the whole situation. Well, you, well, you know, the bottom line is, did it get ratings? If it did, then, then it worked, you know. That's what that's what needed to do. That's what we needed to do to, to make sure we get those. If it didn't work, then maybe we need to take a step back. I'm not. I think it did pretty good. So uh, when it comes to that, when it comes to business, then they're exactly right in doing what they needed to do. Right. Well, AJ, uh, forgive me if, uh, if if this seems kind of out of line or whatever. You know, just, just we'll just kind of dismiss it. But uh, you mentioned like the ratings and like you know if it gets the ratings, then we're doing what we need to do. Obviously, TNA's made a lot of changes in the last seven, eight months. Uh, Some of them definitely for the better. But a lot of fans seem to think that a lot of the changes aren't necessarily for the better. You know, some of the the decisions for who they brought in, some of the uh, the guys that they've had win titles, just just almost like the focus of the product. How do you see the evolution of TNA coming along? Uh, Do you, you feel like it's something that's like a work in progress or maybe something that definitely needs a lot more work, or how do, how do you see TNA right now? Well, I mean, it, it, I think there are mistakes that have been done. Like, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's necessarily with the people that we've brought in, but there, there are stuff that we go, you know, they have, surely they have taken a step back and go, okay, wait a minute, maybe we didn't need this. Um, I was, I was uh, a little upset when we changed our ring. Yeah, that's so that was a big change. I thought that it... The, the six-sided ring defined TNA and who we are. We were something different and something fresh and something new. But uh, the instant that I took a bump in that squared ring, I thought, it's okay. I'm glad this we've got the squared ring because it was much softer than that that uh, six-sided ring. It, I literally thought Kurt was going to end up killing me in that ring. It's taken so many bumps in the ring. And, and you know, so I, I got over the ring issue pretty fast. Yeah, the six-sided ring was not an issue once I bumped in the, the four-sided ring. I was like, uh, okay, uh, I'm going to survive a lot longer in the four-sided ring rather than the six-sided ring. Uh, but there are there were some changes. There were some people that were brought in that I don't know that we necessarily uh, needed. Uh, uh, but there were some guys in there. I mean, I mean, you talk about Jeff Hardy. This guy sells so much merch- merchandise. It's unbelievable. He's making money for this company. Um, so he was in the right. before, and you know he he was connected right. to the company from early on. So right, well, and, and Rob Rob sells a bunch of you know merchandise as well. So I mean, right. you know that's what you want to move. You want to move a lot of products and stuff like that. But uh, there are other guys I think deserve a shot at uh, TNA who are not here. That uh, I'm very confused to want to they're not here because I know that they can make money in this company. Well, who would you uh, who are you thinking of that you would like to see brought into the CNA? My, my first my first pick would be Delirious. I would I would bring him in in a second. He's got a mask yeah. on. Guys, you know, very entertaining. Really entertaining guy. Yeah. And uh, he would be my first pick. Yeah, it's a it's a different look, and he can he can do whatever you need him to do. Um, mm-hmm. But we got to make it work 
guy's wild. We can't just say, okay, this is what we may use you. We can't do that. We got to get in there and we got to, you know, make it worth their while. Make it, make them uh, want to come here and want to try hard. And and this guy's been in the business for 11 years. He's been in as long as I have. So he's got experience. Bring him in. He'll know what to do if you get him here. But you know, we got to get him here first. As a as a as a pioneer of the X division, how do you feel about the current state of the X division? You know, like is it something that they need to focus more on moving forward? I think so. I mean, we do definitely have to focus on the the X division. Um, there's there's no question. I mean, there's there, there's some guys that can definitely tear it up in the X division. We just got to give them the opportunity to do so. Amazing Red, you know, he's well, he's amazing. Doug Williams being <laughs> the X division and doing something different, you know, it works. But we got get we've got to have more X division matches in there. Uh, Generation B, you know, those guys are, are unbelievable. Yeah, they're phenomenal. To get them. Uh, no, I wouldn't use phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get a rise out of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, but uh, no, man, they're, they're great. They need to be opening up the X division and tearing it up too. These, these guys do amazing stuff. We got to get it out there and let people see it. And uh, I mean. If it happened to me, we'd do a little bit less talking, a little bit more wrestling, but I've said that since the, the beginning, and, you know, I don't know if that's going to, again, draw ratings, and that's what we need. Now, you, you, we started talking about, you know, how a lot of different guys started coming in and other guys were disappearing, you know, probably 10 to 20 different new faces every week when this whole uh, Monday Night Wars Part 2 started. Um, if you could just give us your gut reaction or, I guess, some of the the initial thoughts you had when this all first started and also going along with that, everything that happened with this changing from Monday to Thursday back to Monday back to Thursday, you know, <laughs> it seems to have gets lost sometimes when exactly the program's on because it's been switched a few times. Yeah. It hurt us, and it, and it hurt us because of that. Um, we never should have switched to Monday nights, and we know that now. Uh, I wish for that we just went live on Thursday nights. But uh, you, you live and learn. And, uh, I mean, the first taping that we did, the, the first one we did on Monday night, the, the live, of, it, was, it was huge. We done really well. But still, Thursday nights was our night, you know, and if there's no mistake about it. Monday nights, is, it's WWE. They own it. It's, it's theirs. Uh, but we need, we need to own Thursday nights as much as as wrestling as the WWE has, well, let's just take Monday nights away from them. And we're more than capable of doing it. So your thought at this point was yeah, to just go on Thursdays live. That would be your your prime scenario, would be every Thursday live, though, Absolutely. with tapes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that is that is, that will cost more money, but if it, again, I hate to keep bringing it up, if our ratings go up, then that's what we need to do. Now, do, you, do you notice a change in the overall demeanor of of the roster and all the talent and everybody when you are live as opposed you know a little more stress level because there's less less room for error i i, I wouldn't say stress uh, i would say i would say excitement you know a little more adrenaline wise a little more adrenaline yeah running. absolutely and, and everybody works better when you got a little bit more adrenaline running through you good point. I think it's a fan too. I mean, there's more room for surprises. Um, yeah. Certain things. I mean, you're more inclined to tune in if you don't know what's going to happen. And uh, in some ways, spoilers and things like that probably do have an effect. I mean, when you're good at that, I mean, that's that's with any company, not with oh, yeah. TNA, anybody. Oh yeah. And, you know, and uh, you know, and, and I'll say this about TNA: we never train change our style uh, when it comes to live or tapes. It's it's all going to be the same. Um, the reason. You know, people use the, the phrase like, oh, WWE, they got some cookie cutters in there. They all they do the same stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, the more risk you take, the more screw-ups you have on live TV, and nobody wants to see that. You know, uh, the, whether we're alive or not, you're going to get the same stuff. Uh, if, if you see, you know, if it's cause a screw-up can happen, then it's, gonna, it's just going to happen. It's just the way it is. Um, that's the one thing about live TV that, uh, you know, it's not going to change us. We're still going to have great matches, or we're still going to have screw-ups if they're in there. But the, I think a great thing about TNA is we've got a lot of guys who do a lot of crazy stuff where there's a, a percentage of that screwing up is real high, 
and they do really good at, at, at you know, doing it perfect. A lot of times, I think, especially in the ring, that TNA is pretty flawless. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. TNA has done a lot of things right over the years. In fact, in, in a lot of ways, it's not really fair that their, that their viewership is such a small percentage of WWE's, apparently. Now, let me ask you this, AJ. I, I think it was in 2002. Um, you know, you're just kind of you're just coming up, and, and uh, you're presented with an offer to, uh, to sign with WWE for their developmental program. Uh, where, where do you think? What do you think would have happened if, uh, you know, if you had signed that deal? I think that I would have moved to Cincinnati. They mm-hmm. would they would have closed down in three months, and I and they would release me, and I'd be nowhere. You don't think I would, they would have, have gone to I, Ohio Valley? I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have moved to, me to Ohio Valley. I think they would have said, "Sorry, kid, we got nothing for you. Uh, going home. We got we actually hired a bunch of giants, so we don't really need you." Right. So. I was going to say that we would have been left with uh, that one that one match I think you had with Hurricane on WWF Metal. Uh, well, <laughs> so that's full of it. Did you have a Did you have a few? I mean, did you wrestle a few matches for WWE? Did you uh, WWF at the time? At that point, I mean, I, uh, I wrestled a grand total of about three matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrestled one against Rick Michaels, Shane Helms, and uh, Rico Constantino. Right. And, uh, um, you know, I, the best thing that happened to me was literally going back to the Indies. After WCW, going back to the Independence and going to Ring of Honor, I learned more there. And, and then, you know, getting the opportunity to wrestle Jerry Lynn and Christopher Daniels, I learned more in those couple years. You know, it, I, just, I, I wouldn't have learned that stuff at WCW. I, I truly believe that. Best right. thing that ever happened to me was WCW going under and and honestly not taking the WWE developmental deal. That's interesting. Um, it's interesting you say that. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, now another guy, another legend that you've worked with over the years, uh, Sting. Obviously, he was the face of WCW for a lot of years. And I, 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 you know, you kind of killed like a future question of mine here, but like, you know, the big thing with Sting is he never. Never left WCW. You know, he was there the entire run. Uh, do you do you see yourself kind of like the face of TNA, like like Sting was for WCW? I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, it's very, you know, that the talk that we had earlier. Uh, I, people tell me that I'm the face, I'm the guy, but I don't. Sometimes I don't feel like that. Uh, I don't mean that in, in a like I. I don't get to respect it or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. My peers uh, definitely treat me with respect and stuff like that. But um, I don't. I don't know, man. I, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I just. I guess sometimes I wish that uh, the higher ups would say, "Hey, AJ, what do you think about this?" But I don't get that, you know. So I, I kind of feel like, okay, I'm just a, a regular wrestler, and, and that's it. You know, I, 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 I understand. Definitely don't look at you that way. They look at you as synonymous with TNA. I mean, I remember the first TNA show I saw, it was back when you were doing the weekly pay-per-view still, and I think it was, you were, in a, you were actually in a triple threat X Division match, and I think you won the title that week. Um, and I don't remember who else was in the match, I think Loki and one other guy. But even going back to Jerry Lynn, but yeah, that was a great match, and I didn't even remember Jerry Lynn was in it, I'm a stereo. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, going back that far, and that's, you know, just this new company, and through all these stages of evolution since then, I mean, the, on the, uh, Fox Sportsnet, and then on, now on Spike TV, and then through Monday nights and back to Thursdays, uh, shuffled all around the schedule, but through every incarnation, you know, you've been like one of the constants there. So, I mean, I, I think maybe, maybe that's just you being humble, but, uh, you know, the fans, I think, have always viewed you as being synonymous with TNA. Well, I've definitely seen guys come and come and go. I've, I've definitely rode that roller coaster ride of uh, new guys coming in. Okay, AJ, we're gonna, we need we need to you know get these new guys you know on the top of the card, and and I'll see them come in, and I'll go kind of bottom, you know, I'll kind of go hide for a minute, and then I'll go back up top. It's just like a, a wave of this stuff that's happened over the past eight years, and so I kind of get it. I know what's going on because I've been through it so many times. Well, let me ask you this. 
when you, when you say that you would like them to, you know, maybe come to you and say, you know, what are your thoughts on this and, you know, that type of thing, do you say that because you know that that happens in other organizations and, you know, currently happens with the competition or because you see it happening with other people in your company and not you? I, I would think that they do go to some guys in our company and ask them what they think about this. And, and, and I know that, you know, guys that are well-respected up at uh, WWE who've been there for, for a while and they're top guys, they would ask them that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, and, and um, even, even pre-Hogan, pre-Flair? I'm sorry. Even pre-Hogan, pre-Flair, um, the stuff you think was still happening, it, you know, in TNA? Yeah, yeah. I still, yeah. Because there's, there's, there's always been those veteran guys there, you know, that, that yeah. uh, you know, that they've got the respect of the guys who might be riding or whatever, whoever's on the riding, you know. It, they've got to that point where, okay, we, we, we can't just come up and tell these guys where, in my case, I think it's because I've been there so long and I've always been, okay, whatever, okay, you know, just, hey, we're going to do this and this and this, you know. Right. No. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, well, what do you think about this? The, I mean, there's a lot of invasion, quote-unquote invasion angles going on right now in both companies. Um, specifically your company right now. What is your thought, as much as you can talk about, you know, with us, your thought on this ECW you know, 2.0 thing that's happening. EV 2.0. Yeah, EV, EV 2.0. Uh, and, you know, how it's affecting the overall rest of, the, you know, the storylines and just in general your your perception of what, you know, what's happening with that. It, it's interesting. It's interesting. It really is. Um, I, I'm kind of anxious to see Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam again. You know, I'm yeah. kind of excited about that. Um, and there's going to be other matches in there that are they're going to be classic ECW. And I think it's intriguing. I, I'm not really bothered with it. It, it is kind of weird that we're having a pay-per-view for those guys, you know, and, and not a single guy. But I think that's that's interesting. That's, you know, it, it, I, th- I think that people will buy this pay-per-view to see. I wonder what's going to happen, you know. Yeah. I want to see some of these matches in, 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 and just uh, that old ECW feeling, you know. It's it's intriguing. I think it made really well. I think it's something new, and it's, and it's not that these are rookie guys coming in and you know who shouldn't be able to beat up anybody. These guys are they're veterans, you know, and they're some of the most hardcore people that we've ever seen in wrestling. So, and it, and it's just like you said, it's a change from what what we're used to seeing on both channels. It's it's something that, and it's all going to. I think the success of of it and also of TNA because of it is going to depend solely on execution of it and the execution following it. And that's kind of where we've talked on this program about when WWE did this, uh, the, the original one-night stand. And, and it was well done. It, we felt like, okay, they're going to have an ECW product that is kind of like the old one. But then they just, you know, as we all know, kind of just hit the brakes on it and totally swerved in one another's direction. So TNA well, kind of heads with this I that do. way. It could be really good for the company overall. I think everybody knew that it was going to be different when you saw the ring was basically it was just a WWE uh, WWE ring with uh, different colors. Right. So right then and there, I was like, "Uh oh, you know, it's not going to be the same." <laughs> um, but I, I think these guys are going to be able to do whatever they want to do. You know, they're going to get to be themselves and do it the way they used to, and and that's all they they, they just want to do it one more time. So I get it. You know, it's, I think it's uh, I think. It's good for TV. It's good for a lot of the guys. Yeah, a lot of the guys that haven't had a chance to work in a while too, that are getting a chance to come back and show what they can do. I think everybody's kind of happy about that. Absolutely. They definitely got the space. Now, one great thing about TNA that I've that I've noticed over time, and uh, I've certainly noticed this uh, in getting to interact with Dixie Carter. uh, I guess uh, probably about two months ago now with the uh, with the the you shoot live thing, um, is that. Dixie isn't afraid 
to take a chance, uh, regardless of what other people might think the outcome might be. How do you feel about Dixie's leadership in general with the company? She, I mean, she definitely takes some chances. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, with Hogan Bischoff and stuff like that, I mean, she's taking a chance. Um, with the money now, she took a chance. Yeah. So some, some have paid off, some haven't. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where um, you're taking a chance when you spend money. It takes money to, to make money. So if that's, if that, you know, she takes a lot of risks, and sometimes they talk, sometimes they don't, but we learn from them regardless. Uh, I think Dixie Carter does a really good job of uh, getting in there, and, and she's trying to make this company as big as it possibly can be. And I think that whole first Monday night show was just a, like, uh, I guess three hours, three hours of, compl- of total chances. You know, like going to Monday night, going live, going, bringing in a ton of guys we haven't seen in a long time, bringing in a lot of guys that, you know, were from the old WCW. And just like a, a ton of chances all in one. And, you know, that can be risky, like you said, because not everything's going to work. But at the same time, if you throw enough stuff out there that's, you know, really taking a chance, some of it is going to. And you kind of can learn what is working at the same time and just kind of move on from the stuff that didn't, which is, I guess, good for business because you're able to see it both at the same time. Well, if you throw me enough pitches, eventually I'm going to knock one out of the park. Right. That's true. That's a great analogy. But let me ask you, if you could kind of dip into into Vince McMahon's roster, take anybody you wanted, maybe one or two guys, anybody in WWE that you'd love to bring into TNA with you now? I, w- I would I would like to see Ray Mysterio uh, come on over. Um, there'd be a, a gob of guys wanting to wrestle him, but uh, and I'm one of them. Uh, I think this guy's you know we're probably right up his alley and stuff like that. But um, I mean, uh, honestly, I mean, I, I, if I could steal anybody to uh, make our product any better, I mean, I'd take John Cena. You know, the, you know, he can say what he wants, uh, but this guy, he's Everybody knows who John Cena is. My kids don't even watch that product and know who John Cena is. You know? You forbid them from watching that. Are they allowed? I don't. I don't forbid them. In fact, if I'm ever home on a Monday night, I usually end up flipping there and watching a bit of it. Um, but those are few and far between. And uh, the only reason why they watch our show is uh, usually because we T-vote it. And then my, my second son, he has an addiction to wrestling. And so he watches it every morning. He's only three years old, you know. But uh, that's why that's why I watch that. And usually, I'm just I, you know I watch my stuff, and you know, I, I don't I don't force them to watch wrestling. I don't tell them they can't watch it. Uh, a lot of the neighbors' kids come over and don't have a WWE belt, and they play wrestling on the trampoline. And one of them's John Cena, and so you know, it just happens. Now you mentioned I, I can just I no I can just hear all the uh, the hardcore TNA fans there groaning when you mention John Cena. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, and, and I understand what they're saying, but yeah. the, the uh, John Cena comes over, and so does his fans. Right. You know, and it's all about yeah. the, the goal. The yeah. goal is to to you know have the fans and get you know people to enjoy it, and that's he would bring that. Whether or not you know his opinion of him is positive or not, overall, you know he's got a big following. Which is right, but that's very true. And um, you know, while you acknowledge that, and I mean, we can skip this. Feel free to you know dismiss it, or if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But whereas you you credit John Cena, uh, there's another guy in WWE that uh, there was like a war of words with a couple of times. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, that was Dave Batista. Um, my guess is that is somebody you would not want to see in TNA. Is that correct? I wouldn't say that. I mean. I didn't have a war of words with him. That uh, I, I think uh, Christian actually told me that uh, for Dave to say, "Hey, man, I never said that crap about you." And whatever, blah blah blah. And I think, you know, I don't know. I, I think people want to see almost like a fight or something, whatever. Even if you <laughs> say that, you know, who cares? Um, yeah. Well, sometimes things get taken out of context. All sort of things can happen. That's what people do need to understand. Um, Absolutely. And I mean, if something's good for business, it's good for business, you know. And if somebody's going to make money for your company, obviously you're going to see them there. So I brought that up kind of, you know, half in jest. Well, 
Well, working yeah. with working with Rick too. I mean, he's close with with Dave as well. So I mean, you would think that you know it would have come up if there was in an actual issue. You know what I mean? I would, I would think that it would be yeah. something that would have already surfaced. If there was a, yeah. something to work. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think he probably doesn't even remember it. Yeah, even say anything. He it probably wasn't even said anything about it again. Who, who knows? Right. But, uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of times you got to take up for your company, or because you don't want the higher higher ups to know something, you know, like, hey, I'm, yeah, a, I'm a DVD guy, or I'm a TNA guy, you know, you take up for where you're at. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts right now on uh, on Brian Danielson, that whole situation? Um, there, what a weird way to fire somebody! What a dumb way to fire someone, over, you know, over something like that. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm sure they had to. Uh, you know, please whoever's in charge uh, uh, with their station, and that's what it was all about. And they can't wait to bring you back. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, Has there been any talk internally about bringing Brian Danielson into TNA? I haven't heard anything. I would. Uh, I hope they're doing something like that, uh, but who knows? Uh, I, I'm out of the loop on that one. I have no okay. idea. That would, that would definitely. Well, that was one of the, that's one of those guys that I think when we talked. I mean, obviously he's not John Cena. There's only one John Cena, but he's one of those guys who would definitely. I think would have a few more people tuned in on Thursday of the week he showed up than than the week before. I think he, he, there's a lot of, well, a lot yeah, of interest uh, around that right now. Truthfully, I uh, uh, I would uh, I would definitely take Christian back in a second if I yeah. could get my hands on it. I was uh, a. Yeah. Um, I mean, there there are definitely a couple guys that uh, I would love to see over there, but at the same time, you know, our roster is so big right now. Yeah, uh, we right. need to make sure we get our guys over. I'm I'm glad you brought him up because I, I wanted to somehow get to him, but I didn't want to, it. Would have been the most awkward transition to Hey, what do you think, Christian? Um, but we do. We're the home of awkward transition. Yeah, here. <laughs> we pretty much have the subtlety <laughs> of a subtlety of a tank on this show, but. Uh, he's one of those guys that we can't understand it. We t- we had a show this past week talking about possible future champions, and his name came up. And he's he's personally one of my one of my favorites, and I think you know one of the best in the business right now. And it's unfortunate what's happened to him over there. And it just it just seems like he's stuck where he is. And it's it's not like he hasn't proven he can, he can't do it. You know, he had such a great run in TNA. Yeah, he, 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 did, he did it for a long time over there. He was, for a long time, yeah. you know, one of the top, top like, icons in TNA. And now it just seems like, you know, that he's kind of stuck. You know, now that ECW is gone, there really doesn't seem to be anything that they're doing with him. Which, like you said, if you can get him back, it, it, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on that other than do you just want him back? or just want him back, man. He's one of those guys that I also learned from, too. I mean, he's so uh, hilarious for, you know, just the stuff that we did together was so fun and was just so dumb. It was, it was, it was fun, man. Um, and, and Do you have any stories you can share? <laughs> not, not really. I mean, just the stupid stuff that we come up with that we thought was funny uh, and doing pre-tapes and stuff like that. You know, right. with, with the whole megaphone thing and, um, I mean, just, you know, <laughs> He brought up the dumbness in my character. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> if I thought Christian would think this is funny, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it and see what happens. You know, it was one of those deals. Right. Yeah, he's you know, he's one of those talent. When, he's when he, yeah, when when he came on board, that that's kind of, I mean, in my opinion, kind of when your character really started to take off. You know, you guys did so many memorable things, like with the the Christian Coalition, and then later the uh, the Angle Alliance, and the stuff that you were doing with Karen Angle there for a little bit, you know, and and you spoke about how like you know how how dynamic uh, Christian actually helped make your character. People just they they don't realize how uh, not only great of a wrestler this is and how great his mind is for wrestling and and what it brings out not just in himself to everyone around him. I mean, he's a genius. He really is when he when it comes to wrestling. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's a smart guy outside of wrestling, but. Yeah, I mean, just some of the unbelievable uh, ideas that he has, and, and they always work. I mean, I'm shocked that he's not, uh, you know, helping writing, writing in the WWE. I mean, this guy is so talented. Um, you know, I, he definitely should be used a lot more than he is. I would yeah. squeeze him for every bit of uh, information I could get out of him. 
Were you pretty instrumental backstage in TNA? To an extent, and then I thought, I think maybe he felt like, well, they don't want to hear from me, you know, they, you know, it's one of those deals like, I'll stop, and if you want me to stop, then I'll stop, you know, and I'll let you do your job, you know, okay. I, you know it's one of those. Right. Yeah, I, I just could, uh, I, I wanted to ask you, um, obviously you've, you've worked with, you know, just about everybody there, you've been, you know, like you've been a face each several times. Um, working in all parts of the car, you know, tag teams, uh, X Division, the, the heavyweight title. Um, just like a short list, like two or three of your favorite feuds that you've had in TNA. If you had to narrow it down to like, I won't make a pick one, but like two or three of your favorite guys that, you know, to work, to work a program with, that, that you worked a specific program with. Well, you Not know, uh, like that, but well, you Christopher Daniels and Joe and myself, we all had a, pretty good program going on with the, oh, yeah. the three ways and just the interaction and stuff like that. I mean, that's definitely at the top of my list. Curtin, myself, I think that was a, a really good program that him and I had for a while. Um, we're having unbelievable matches. And even um, Abyss is on, you know, at the top of that card as well. Him and I, before everybody else came in, we're still tearing it up. You know, we had some incredible matches uh, yep. in TNA. So, I mean, I but, you know, the, the, the list goes on and on. You know, I had great matches. I seem like it seems like we're pretty much everybody in TNA. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. Now you mentioned Joe, and and I, I definitely wanted to bring him up because in 2009, it seemed to me like that was the point when you finally passed Joe in TNA. You know, like he was just such a juggernaut for 2005, 06, 07, 08. What has what has the experience been working with him? On, on a week-to-week basis, yeah. you know, turning in what many people are calling match-of-the-year candidates with him. Oh, man. Me and Joe have worked so many times. It's 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 easy. You know, it, it we know what you, each other are thinking before we do something, and uh, that just calls for a good match every time. There's, I don't think we could have a bad one. Um, but, you know, Joe's amazing and in, in, in just how big he is and the stuff that he can do it. Being his size, it's just, it's not fair, really, <laughs> you know, that big and doing the stuff like that. But, uh, but again, you know, he has, uh, unbelievable mind as well for the business. And, and it shows when we're out there wrestling. The guy's he's super smart and, uh, I mean, definitely an asset to TNA. And there's sometimes with his character that it confuses me what they're doing with him, too. Uh, he's, 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 to his credit, he's always successful with it, but sometimes, you know, it's like one of those, you know, those RBD moments we were talking about earlier when you're kind of like, where, what are they doing here? They kind of, you kind of just like have to look at it in the second time. But he's, it's a testament to him. Every time they give him something new or like he changes over, you know, it's successful. He's, like you said, he's a great, great worker. It, it turns out in the end they just want the old Joe. Yeah. <laughs> it always seems to come full circle. Yeah, yeah definitely. Who was the ninjas that kidnapped them, do you know? <laughs> I don't know, but they must have had all kinds of Uzis and stuff like that to be able to kidnap Joe. So. When you're going to, like, plan a match or something, you know, you, you do all these crazy moves. Like, how, how do you come up with this stuff sometimes? You know, I, 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 I got to credit you with at least two or three, creating at least two or three moves there that are kind of, Kind of very off the cuff. What, uh, what, are you inspired by anybody, or is this just like stuff that you dream about at night, or what's going on there? It, it's actually the opposite of being inspired by somebody. I don't want to be like anybody else. That's my thing. I want to be AJ Styles. I want to, you know, do moves where that's that's AJ Styles. Is the only person I've ever seen do that is AJ Styles. And then when someone else do it, does that move, they're thinking of AJ Styles. You know, that's the thing. I want to separate so myself from somebody else. So you don't want to look like Michelle McCool, is what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me clear. Let me clear I'm glad you said a pretty awesome For all the uh, the fans of AJ Styles and people who are not fans of AJ Styles, I did actually invent this move. I, I really did. I know, it wasn't I know. Crash Holly, he did not invent the move. You can. Ask, I wish you were here so you could ask him. He'd tell you. Him and Stevie were, were you know, huge fans uh, of the Styles Clash because they both tried it in WWE. Uh, and, and Stevie's told me this, 
Uh, and uh, even Crash, when him and I wrestled against each other one time. Um, but, th- you know, this is one of those that I actually did create and was proud of, and now that Michelle McCool's doing it, all, all power to her. At least she you know, thinks it's a cool move. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think back in the day I'd probably be upset about her doing a move, but the fact of the matter is everybody knows where it came from. So you would say that you're McCool with it? Oh man! <laughs> sure, I, I, that's not you know. Yeah, if you want to say that, I'm, I'm not cool with it. I, I don't want to say it. I even, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just made me totally uncomfortable. It's all right. I had a long day at work. I'm allowed to be. Oh, wow. You know, back when I was at WCW, I did the shooting style press. Where I do the uh, shooting star to the floor. Kidman got pissed at me. Told and, and hit. Then the office told me to stop doing it because of Kidman. And I said, that's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll just do something that he can't do. And that's how uh, I came up with the spiral tap. You know, just tell me I can't do something. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take and do something different make it even cooler. Nice. Nice. Right. Well, apparently, Kidman said that like, he really didn't want any, but not the sort of thing. But in WWE, apparently, a few times you could see him saying, you know, he didn't want anybody else using that move. Um, and I guess, like you said, it's the, kind of that old school mentality that you're moving and then you don't want someone else using it. But on the other hand, I mean, you know. Well, I mean, don't get me me wrong. I think that's very important that everybody has their own moveset. That, you know, I think it's very important to uh, TNA and to WWE. But if a guy comes in and he throws a super kick and so does James Storm, then, you know, they they both are known for throwing that super kick, then you kind of got to keep it in there. But you just can't start doing stuff that people have been doing, especially – you know, who, I mean, like I, I'm not saying that I'm going there or anything like that. I, I am. I'm just saying that if I went to WWE, there's no way I'd be doing the Styles Clash. It's just not going to happen. Um, but that's all right. You know, it's, just, it's her move. She's she's up there. It's now her move. That's the way it is. And when you uh, you mentioned, you know, certain management telling certain guys not to do certain moves and you know finishers in particular, I, I can remember a story from. And this this will make my Shawn Michaels quota for the podcast because I have to mention him at least once. So I guess that's the rule. But um, when Shawn first came back from injury, I think it was in '02, maybe '03. It happened. Uh, Stevie Richards was there as well, and he had, of course had the Stevie kick. And Shawn came back and was doing the super kick. Obviously, I had heard a rumor that that they had asked him to stop doing the kick because it kind of took away from Shawn's, you know, the I guess the allure and and you know the the punishment that the super kick that Shawn Michaels super kick had. And so, I mean, I think that's kind of stuff happens a lot more than we actually hear of in, you know, backstage. It's one thing for James Storm to be throwing a super kick and Stevie kick to be throwing a kick. It's another for Shawn Michaels to be doing the super kick, you know, because he's kind of the guy that uh, made that what it is. I mean, he, uh, you know, sweet chin music is, you know, everybody knows that's a super kick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I, under, I understand that. And I'm sure that Stevie did when he came. Um, but if you're not Shawn Michaels, then you may have to stop if you come to TNA. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I guess it's important to make that distinction. I mean, nobody's going to be doing the big boot and the leg drop in TNA with Hogan there. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I just want to ask you one more question. I know you got to get going. I'm sorry for keeping you so long. All right. In order for TNA to eventually overtake WWE, they need to do blank. Um, well, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, beat, them in, it. beat them in the ratings, rating? That would be an easy answer. I mean, <laughs> that, that, the tr- that, that is the truth. Uh, but to go into detail, I think it's to um, – Build the characters and what we have in TNA. Like, build our wrestlers so people know them. They know them like they know their own kids. You know, that's that's the thing. We have to make sure that people know who these characters are and what they're all about in TNA. We have to make these characters and make them important and our storylines to go along with that character and finish and end those. I think that's how you get ratings. If there's an end to everything and we give them every little nick and cranny part about it. We're, you know, very precise. Uh, and getting there. Even the small little details we've got to put in there. I think that's how we get the ratings. I think that's how we beat WWE. 
Thank you so much, man. Hey, congratulations Good. again, AJ, and thanks, uh, you know, thanks, always guys. love watching your matches. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, thanks for everything. And we, I had fun doing the podcast. We'll have to do it again. All right, thanks, man. Definitely, thanks. man. We had so much fun. And again, I'm sorry if we kept you too long. That's all right. That gives me an excuse to be late. There you go. <laughs> Take care, man. Thanks all a right. lot. All right, guys. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the In the Room podcast. To leave a message for the show, email us, intheroompodcast at gmail.com. Or call 206-337-1031. Special thanks go out to Beat Noir for use of their song, Postponed. Worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. You never know. Telephone, telegraph, and tell the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart we're full of all kind of surprises. This is the Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time in the WWE, and you're listening to VOC Nation. You know why you don't want me on your radio show? Because you know the ratings will go through the roof, you make a lot of money, and that way you keep me off, that way you will stay always broken. This is Vince Russo, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Hey, I'm the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart, telling you fans worldwide to visit VOCNation.com. VOC Nation gives you top-notch interviews, insightful blogs, and of course, the VOC Wrestling Nation radio program. And lots of fun from the greatest team in wrestling media, headed by the voice of choice. (laughs) Hey, take it from me, the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. VOCNation.com is the place to go, baby. This is a very special VOC Wrestling moment. Ox Baker sings a song for the VOC Wrestling Nation. The VOC Nation said, Ox, when you going to quit wrestling? I said, you better listen to me. I'm never going to stop this wrestling business till the big man of stage comes to three. I've got the old time. I've got the old time. i got the old time wrestling blues. The Voice of Choice here. Are you looking for a videographer for your event? Maybe a wedding, party, company video? Well, listen, Metro Media Studios is focused on providing high-quality service and customer satisfaction, and they'll do everything they can to meet your needs. they got a variety of services to choose from. They'll make sure that you get the professionally produced video of your dreams. MetraMediaStudios.com. That's Metro with an A, MediaStudios.com. Check them out today.